on this week's edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. The perils of the internet. Like when you recorded like in previous weeks, were you on your like wireless network or your Wi-Fi or both? I mean, whatever the phone chooses. I mean, it's supposed to default to Wi-Fi, but who knows? Whatever the, the phone decides, I have Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a man. <laughs> just a man. With an iPhone 10, and I get hurt half the time on this podcast, and I sound like an idiot. Maybe your phone is too advanced. No. Perhaps the iPhone 10 has outstripped Anchor's technology. <laughs> Maybe. The trade-offs of modern life. Where were you that you couldn't watch it live? Costco. Costco? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Costco. That's not a valid excuse. And some football. All this and more. Welcome to the week five edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Womp, womp, womp. In a throwback to the Andy Reid playoff era, the Eagles squander <laughs> every conceivable opportunity afforded them in the football game and lose 23 to 21. I texted my buddy, and it's funny that you should mention that comment. I said, Doug Peterson and Andy Reid have switched p- places this year. Right? The mentor and mentee had a brain swap in the offseason, and unfortunately we have Andy Reid back. But Andy, Andy Reid Andy Reed is proto- prototype peaking too early, just like last year. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, we're, we're heading towards never peaking at all. Yeah, we're <laughs> stagnating. We're a tepid pool. So, Matt, Amanda... In the fullness of time, in the repose of reflection, do you still feel as bad about the Eagles' loss today as you did on Sunday? Or are you finding silver linings? No, I'm feeling pretty bad. <laughs> I think the grand siblings have had a brain swap because I was the calm one. I didn't yell once the entire game. And I was like, I'm, I'm surprisingly optimistic. Even when we're down 17-3 and then 20-3. I'm like, I think we're going to make a run. Oh, I was yelling at the TV audibly. Like a real psychopath, like Dale. <laughs> did you hit well, your head? Did... <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say that I, I agree, Matt. I thought they would at least keep it interesting. I had faith that they – and they did make it interesting at the end, but it's just they're coming up short. So I, I'm with you, Matt. In, well, I was furious on Sunday, but after thinking about it a little more, I just think it was a fluke. I think nine times, nine times out of ten, we win that game. Because, hear me out here, we spotted the Vikings uh, a strip sack touchdown. Which was Carson Wentz's fault. Was it Carson Wentz's fault? I thought Lane Johnson just got beat. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line is playing like crap. We know that. Given. But he can't fumble those balls like that. He's just way too loose in the pocket. Too loosey-goosey? Yeah, he fumbles the ball way too much. We have, in addition to that, the J.H.I., who's you know, now defunct, fumble on the goal line. <laughs> yeah, and because, didn't even get hit. the air touched the ball. Yeah, didn't even get hit. <laughs> and then we have, eh, debatable, we got three points, but the Wendell Sw- Smallwood 
third down drop in the red zone probably would have been seven if he if he picks up that first down yeah we don't know about that but let's let's say we also lost four on that terrible roughing the passer call we did we lost four on that one so that was a huge terrible awful call and then the play are Wentz being an idiot which i already just said because he's getting on my nerves with the fumbles he needs to stop that. I still love him, but stop fumbling the effing ball. <laughs> and we get that gift turnover, and we don't even get a field goal out of it. That's ball game right there. But um, you're talking about the backwards lateral in the fourth yep. quarter. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't. Well, here's let's let's zoom out a little, shall we? Let's zoom into the atmosphere. I feel like all the problems with the offense, because obviously they are executing at a very low level. Is probably a symptom of Wentz missing, you know, the full suite of the preseason preseason and training camp at full health. But how does that explain the offensive line playing like such crap? I just feel like I, I'm kind of so. I think Wentz's fundamentals have never looked better. Like his accuracy has never been better. But he does seem like, you know. There's issues in the protection. That's partly on the quarterback. The quarterback can help set the protection, right? Matt, to Matt's point, he's kind of like been sloppy with the football, with the fumbles. Um, like it, like the red zone efficiency hasn't been there, and I don't know how much of that is Wentz or Peterson or just the offense not executing as a unit. But this all feels like, you know, a lack of preparedness that they had coming into last season when they, they felt like unstoppable in the red zone. And I feel like that was because he was out. And they'll get it back to some extent, not to the level they did, they did last year, but to some extent. It's got to happen soon, though. You know, this game, this, I didn't think this game would be must-win, but it's pretty much now a must-win. I mean, luckily the NFC sucks, so 9-7 might win the division, but 9-7, four seed, good luck making a Super Bowl run. But this team needs to just, especially on offense, because, yeah, the defense – has made some mistakes, but they kept them in the game, in the, especially in the second half. And I thought so, the defense was prototype home defense on Sunday. Yeah, and we spotted them seven with, with Wentz's mistake. So yeah, The defense really only gave up 16 points on balance. Yeah. It would have been less, to your point, if not for the terrible roughing the passing call. Roughing the passer call. Yeah, but when the game's on the line, they still let Minnesota. So, you know, it's just a frustrating team right now. But I must say, post-Super Bowl, like I said, I didn't yell the TV one. So I'm still, I'm giving them the Super Bowl. Like, I don't care as much. I'm sure if I was in Philly, I'd probably be a little more upset. But this team just needs to have some identity. Just have an identity right now on offense or defense. So can we, can we speculate a little bit? A couple of trade rumors have swirled. Now, if you're aware, one is maybe the Eagles are trying to trade for Shady McCoy. For a uh, draft pick. Interesting. Mm. Interesting thought now that J.H.I. is out for the season. That would be idiotic. Don't bring that loser back. That guy has had so many off-the-field issues. No. Next. <laughs> the other one, which is probably actually just something that people are making up, is Le'Veon Bell. No, they say too much on, on the cap. They say that's just a, a rumor. But the, the one that I'm reading that makes a lot more sense is uh, Davey Johnson out of Arizona. Well, let me put forward a different hypothesis, Matt. That now is the time 
for Corey Clement to seize his destiny <laughs> as the greatest running back in franchise history this week. Uh, suiting up on the short week. He's coming back. Yeah, he just doesn't seem 100% healthy, does he? Because he suited up last week and just didn't. Apparently. What's his injury again? A hamstring? It's like a quadricep. Mm. Whatever that means. <laughs> what a, what is a, what's a quadricep? Look, whoever's been in the game from the running back position, yes, they've been depleted with injuries, of course. But Wendell Smallwood's been playing well. Sure, with blitz protection, that's part of the issue with, with pass protection. But, hey, why don't you run the ball more? That's part of the problem. Is like he's doing – that's the big thing with Doug Peterson – and that's the thing he's getting ripped for the most, especially for the, you know, the ditties and the rubes, like the few journalists that I think have a real opinion that I trust with local journalists in Philadelphia. They both say like the run pass ratio is just way too out of whack. Mm. Yes, the classic, the classic 65-year-old Philadelphia area man argument. <laughs> <laughs> I trust it. That no. argument falls into a specific demographic. Do you not time. trust Diddy? It's I'm not saying it's like 50-50. I don't care about that. But every time they run the ball and they have at least some commitment to it, they block way better. And then it just makes the defense more honest when you can't pass protect. Well, I feel like – but whenever this comes up – So that's up, a 42-year-old man argument. So F you. Well, you, you know, you're getting older, so you're getting into that <laughs> age zone where you believe that. Uh, I think he just called you old, Matt. I, well, I wonder how much I how am much old. Of, how much of this is a uh, symptom and not cause? Like you know, when you don't build up a big lead, you run the ball less. So it's kind of a circular reference when the argument is made. It's always made when they're losing. Don't try to do your voodoo it. economics on me. Oh, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm I'll staying. You I'm standing by what I say. All right. How dare you, Amanda? Break the tie. <laughs> Who's right? Break it. <laughs> I, I, just, I think that is an interesting point, you Dave, where we had traditionally last season always jumped out to the early lead mm-hmm. and Preached. we're just a matter of protecting it. And this season we're always down by a significant amount. So that's a good point about how you have to rely on the pass more because you have to make more big plays with less time. But I do agree that we don't run the ball enough and I, I'm not really – devastated by the jhi injury as not as much as i thought i would be because i agree i thought smallwood's been playing well i'm i've jumped on your Corey clement bandwagon gt i'm still not the president of the fan club by any means but i'm less concerned about jai being out you jumped on the Corey clement bandwagon hasn't played in two three weeks <laughs> well no true but the amount he has played he has played well but that's when he was in that game of half this season he played well <laughs> He dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of space on the bandwagon. It's it's me and that guy you listen to. Yeah, Rubes is on the bandwagon. And Rube crushed Doug Peterson in his podcast. Holy mackerel. Oh, did he? I didn't hear. Oh it. yeah, he came in hot. <laughs> what did what he, he say? He's pretty like he's been awful this season. He's like, as much credit as I gave him last year for being an awesome Super Bowl coach, he was saying that like the run pass ratio, old man argument. That's what GT is going to say. He says the game planning has not been very good. Of course, that awful Andy Reid esque challenge when the guy had like eight. Oh, that feet was in. terrible. Like he like took three steps and like a fourth, and he's like, "Ah, oh, that looks incomplete to me." Yeah, oh, that, that was, was that was, a, that, was a, that was a desperation move. 
But why? I like when they showed the no like sense. they that showed the slow mo replay after he threw the flag and just like the face of like why the fuck did I do that? <laughs> and even Tro- and Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, who I can't stand, were both like, "Yeah, that was a terrible idea." Yeah, it was a tough one. <laughs> tough sledding, Doug. Mm-hmm. You know but what? Yeah, no, I don't I, think but, Joe Buck's that bad anymore. I think he's gotten better. Yeah, I think I think ever since his uh, hair revelation, <laughs> I think yeah, Troy a, Aikman's like the master of the obvious analysis. But I feel like Joe's done a pretty good job, and compared to like like I said, the new Monday Night Football crew, they're awful. Well, oh, I yeah. I I'm seriously with- think ever since Joe Buck had to come out with his hair plug addiction, it humbled thing, him a little bit. It humbled him a little bit, <laughs> and well, I think he just decided like you know he's going to keep it real. Yeah. And he's self-deprecating, which is, you know, endearing. And can we also talk about how weird Trey Aikman looked? Did you guys notice this? He looked was, like... Is he, he had, too tan? Yeah, he had this, like, weird Trump-like tan going on where his eyes were, like, pale and white. But then he had this, like, awful tan. And then they put him in this suit that just made him look, like, even more oddly tan. It was, like, this light gray suit that just made him look terrible. Like, who is the stylist on this? They, they really need to get fired. Are we are we just stuck with Troy Aikman forever? Like, you know. Well, I was saying like until he's old. Is it I think it's the rule now where any new analyst has to be a former former Dallas Cowboy. We have Romo now, <laughs> who at least is not that bad, but yeah. Witten is terrible. Witten is so bad. And they then they put this guy Booger McFarlane on the sidelines in this weird like chair in the air. And they, yeah, don't, yeah. they don't shut up the entire time. And Witten has every cliche in the book, including, including how do you like them apples? And I almost like, I was like, <laughs> I, I got to watch the rest of this game on mute. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about it. <laughs> I actually, I don't, I don't, maybe I'm smoking crack here, but I, I wouldn't mind it if they got rid of Witten and just put Booger McFarlane where Witten is. Just because uh, he amuses me. But he talks all the time too. They don't shut, shut up. Like sometimes just let the game like play out. Yeah. But he does say things like, you know, it's third in a country mile. You know, folksy things like that, which right. I enjoy. Yeah, no. Who the hell is Booger McFarland? He played for LSU and then he played for the Bucks. He wants to roll the Bucks. Wow. I can't believe he's using Booger professionally. <laughs> so every woman I know says, like, he, he, he sticks with Booger? <laughs> Hi, I'm Snot McGillicuddy. <laughs> right. Not like, the name. I get using a nickname, but really? You went with Booger? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Teach All their right, own. Then. Well, it's not like he's a lawyer. Uh, yeah, but still, well, if I'm putting my name out there to, to the world, I don't want to be Booger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like Dingleberry McGee. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand this, but sure, whatever. Another useless observation, uh, back to the Eagles. Don't Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz look identical on TV, like in the game? I can't tell them apart. I I can tell them apart. Yeah? Yeah. Zach, from afar? Zach Ertz is the one who's picking up garbage points at the end of the game. That's Zach Ertz. <laughs> <laughs> and Goddard's just a little wider, a little He's, thicker. He's got birthing hips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Some birthing hips. Uh, but I did text Amanda. I, I I am kidding. He did have garbage points for fantasy, of course. But 
Ertz is great. Ertz has had a fantastic year. He's been the one guy who's been the constant, you know. Yeah. He's been the best player on the Eagles this year. He's he's oh, one of the sure. best tight ends in the league. It's Julie Johnson point. keeping him on on track. Who's who's a better who would you take I think so I think Travis Kelsey is like atop the mountain of tight ends. But besides him, like this year who would you take besides Zach Ertz? I'm probably forgetting someone. But. Rob Gronkowski used to be the not best. This year. But yeah, not this yeah. year. I would put Ertz is even above Kelsey because I mean in Kelsey's defense, they've had so many weapons that Mahomes has been throwing to. They have a lot more options. But if you're going by just this year, Ertz is number one. There's been no one better than Ertz. Yeah. Imagine how bad we'd be without him. We could easily be 0-5. Uh, I'm looking up Dallas Goddard, as Matt would say. He is not a looker. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like – yeah, he looks like Andrew Luck. He's like handsome Andrew Luck, though. That's not saying much. <laughs> so once they take the helmets off, they're easily to tell apart. Which one's the really good-looking one? Okay, that's exactly. that girl. That's that girl. What, what would he look like without facial hair? I feel like it would help. Yeah, I, yeah I'm looking up an old picture. It doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I would say, well, you got Ertz and Kelsey, one, two for tight end. Also, like, one, two for most handsome tight end. Some good-looking guys at the top of the position. Great hair. Okay, I'm alone. I'm alone here. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. I'm, I'm literally looking him up right now. He had the reality show where he was like Catching a Kelsey. bachelor for, yeah. Oh. Uh, I think Ertz, I still think Ertz is better looking. Yeah, I going, agree. If we're going looks, Ertz is not better looking than Kelsey. So he's just the number one overall tight end of all time, is what we're saying. <laughs> Based on looks and talent. Yeah, the combination you can't be and smarts. He went to Stanford. Yeah, but he's actually not smart. <laughs> he sounds really stupid. Yeah, he sounds really dumb. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move to our favorite new segment, Advanced Metrics Corner, brought to you by Costco. For when you want to miss the first half of the game, Costco. All right. Yeah, GT, I was belittling you for a long time when you're like, I'm recording the game again. I'm like, is he never watching a game live again? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Get to zip through the commercials. Fully shot. Uh, now he's married. 100% whip now, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Tell them my story. So after this week, where, Amanda... Based on your favorite metric. <laughs> that I don't understand. The one that you comprehensively pioneered and understand. <laughs> did the Eagles rank? Some, in- some interesting uh, rankings this week around the Eagles. Where do, you, where do you think they stack? So overall? Overall. Uh, I'm going to go with 19. Matt? Uh, what were they last week? 17? Yes. I'm going to say they probably went up a spot or two. I'm going to say 15. They slipped to 21st. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Well, they didn't get a lot of credit for losing to Minnesota because Minnesota's DVOA is garbage, too. Oh, okay. Um, offense still 24th. Ouch. Defense 11th. Now, here's an interesting one, Matt. You what was defense early. last week? They were 8th. Uh, eighth. Eighth. Oh, okay. Here's an interesting one. The NFC East is all clustered in a sea of mediocrity. The Giants 
are 19th overall. Washington is 22nd. Dallas is 23rd. So the NFC East is up for grabs, big time. Yeah, well, we know that. All the teams stink. But apparently the Giants are the best among the bunch, despite being one and four. Huh. Yeah, this shows you why DVOA is kind of half-truths. Half yeah. Interesting, though. So New York Giants, they're 16th on offense, 24th on defense. So pretty, you know, garbage defense for the Eagles' terrible offense to go up against. Maybe this is the time we turn it around on the short week. The Giants two weeks – two sorry, two weeks. Two years in a row – Lose, murdered us. No, lose a heartbreaking game with a 60-plus yard field goal to lose it. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah, 63-yard field goal to lose it at the end after they made a big comeback. But they did win two miracle Super Bowls, so. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't it, exactly balance the scales now, does it, Matt? No, and Eli Manning's going to get in the Hall of Fame, and that's BS, too. You think he will? Yeah, I think he will. He's two Super Bowls. Ugh, that's upsetting. Yeah. I find that deeply upsetting. Yeah, but the problem is their offense can move the ball, and guess what? They have a really good wide receiver, and guess what we stink at right now? Secondary coverage. Oh, yeah, we're going to – Both our starting that, quarterback is they have one of the best wide receivers in the league, and guess what? We don't do well against best wide receivers in the league. Julio Jones ate us up. Mike Evans ate us up. Odell Beckham always eats us up. And guess what? Our corners have stunk all year. Oh, and the Giants, the Giants offense murdered us both games last year. So if like I'm Odell Beckham, don't I just do a double move every friggin' time? Yeah, on yeah on uh, because Jalen Mills, Mills cannot and he'll take the bait every. Yeah, time. he can't stop a double move to save his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think this game, but moving into bowl prediction corner, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be like a Super Bowl esque score, you know, like a 31, But I have no idea it's gonna win. Total well, toss up. We always give up a lot of points to the Giants. Both games last year, we gave up a ton of points. We we're down a lot late in the season. The Nick Foles game. That was the that was the first that was the first Giants game at home, and then that was the one we won on the miracle Elliott field goal. I think. No, the Elliott field goal was early in the year. That yeah, yeah, the, but I, that was the game where we were up big in the fourth quarter. Yeah, roaring back. Yeah, but then we were down big at Giants when Foles played. Mm-hmm. 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 Accurate. Yeah. So your your bold prediction is we win forty one thirty five. No, I'm. Uh, I don't know who's gonna win. I guess I'll pick the Eagles. Thirty four thirty one. Amanda, bold prediction corner. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna win, <laughs> but it's gonna be a lot of scoring. <laughs> wow! Bold prediction. Bold I don't know prediction corner. Bold prediction. If we can just run the ball 90% of the time, we'll win every game. <laughs> Said every 65-year-old man in Philadelphia. I say we win this game 27-17. Amanda? I'm so down on them right now. I think we win. I think it'll be 35-32. So you just stole mine and you added yeah. one. And added you took one. mine, you added one. To yeah, me. I played prices, prices Right rules. Is 32 even possible? Is that a possible number? Maybe. <laughs> well, I have some good news for all of us. We all picked the Vikings to win last week. So if last week's any indication, I think we're in pretty good shape. <laughs> yeah. I Did we all pick the Vikings last week? That sounds... 
Yeah, we all said we had a terrible field. Okay, yeah, we were right. <laughs> and we were like, it's, we're going to be two and three, and the entire Philadelphia media is going to call for Doug Peterson to be fired. And they didn't go quite that far, but they did crush Doug Peterson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they came as far as they could without actually calling for his firing. I think the Eagles will win just to like give us some hope, just to torture us more. Yeah, I, I like the game in London that I'm going to. It actually means something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you never thought that. No. It's like, yeah, like have my fun. We'd be like four and two, five. Would, would we be that? Like five and one, feeling good. I never thought we'd be five and one, but I thought we'd be like four and two. Or I guess we would be, have to be five and two, right? Yeah. Whatever record, I thought we'd at least be two games above 500 heading into London. Womp womp. <laughs> well, at least it'll be in London. That'll yeah, be fun. That'll be fun. It'll make the loss more palatable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when we lose to the Jaguars 12 <laughs> 9. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> It's just so weird that the Jaguars play in London every year. Well, because they always say they want to move the team there. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So any good stories to end it on, or is that all we got until we're going to have another podcast soon because the game's on Thursday, which I'm making GT watch live at an Eagles bar, Amanda. Yeah. (laughs) No excuses this time. Until he flakes out at the last minute. No, he'll get there at halftime. I got to go to Costco. I'm like, oh, my boss pulled me in the last minute. I'll be there at halftime. No, he'll be like, we really wanted to go to Popeye's, so we went there <laughs> instead of watching the game. I, had to, I really had to go to Costco. I needed to buy bulk peanut butter. It had to be now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be like, GT! GT! <laughs> you watch anything live anymore? <laughs> Pretty much. All right, man. We'll enjoy your uh, cookies and cream ice cream. <laughs> I will. Milk and cookies. Sorry. Yeah. It's a delight. I I'm highly recommend it. ice cream bar. And Matt's not, he's not, he doesn't eat late at night like we do. It's discipline. Yeah, unless I have too many drinks in me and then all bets are <laughs> off the table. <laughs> then it's stromboli and a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cold from the fridge. Topped off with a secret stash of Trader Joe's peanut butter cup. All right. That's all, all right. I got. Until Thursday, let's hope we win. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's do it. We'd be such great motivational speakers. <laughs> guys, don't fuck it up. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you out there, guys. All right. Talk to you soon.